Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Steve Ditko created Spider-Man, X-Men, the Fantastic Four, and the Avengers, timeless characters whose stories were retold in the modern day with the creation of the Ultimate Marvel Universe. Join us as we journey through My Ultimate Year. Bonjour uh, to a uh, tout et bienvenue à l'année ultime. Je suis Zach et je suis réjoie, comme d'hab par Charlotte, l'expert de la BD. On a aussi une invité spéciale, Dave, la bouffon de la BD. I've been watching The Boys, so I think I can do a pretty good French-American accent, uh, mirroring <laughs> the character and the boys named Frenchie. Sorry, Dave. That's I actually forgot. not bad. I forgot to tell you uh, that this My Ultimate Year, since we added Charlotte in, is an all-French podcast, so you will have to speak in French for the rest of it. Oui, oui, oui. Ha, ha, ha. Just kidding. Welcome to My Ultimate <laughs> Welcome to My Ultimate Year, the Marvel Ultimate, the Ultimate Marvel Comic Book Reading Club, going through all of the Ultimate Universe. Uh, I'm Zach, your comic book journeyman. I am joined today by Charlotte, the Marvel Ultimate Marvel expert, and a guest... Uh, that we've never had before. His name is Dave Bossing. He uh, runs uh, some kind of comic book Gerald website, and uh, and he's here to... I'm not really sure why he's here. Dave, what uh, what do you bring to the table? Well, it's a new thing where I bring um, I bring a little notebook, and I write down a few <laughs> notes. I brought some yogurt. I, I got I made a little homemade Greek yogurt, and I put some raisins in it and some honey and some blueberries. And I also brought... Uh, yeah, comicbookgerald.com. It's where I go ahead and rank all my favorite Geralds in history. So right now, number one on the list is Hey Arnold's Gerald. And Ooh, then yeah, from there, choice. we do need to fill out the remainder. Um, we have Gerard Way, a bit of a stretch, a bit of a stretch. We, we treated Gerard as a Gerald, but that's why he ranks <laughs> below Hey Arnold's. But otherwise, I'm excited to talk about Ultimatum, this giant mm-hmm. ultimate mm-hmm. universe event, which uh, I had not read before. And I read you had not the read the first this before, time. Really? No, oh. I had consumed oh. entirely through people's observations and criticisms Whoa. and the ultimate Spider-Man tie-ins. I had never actually sat down with any of the Jeff Love stuff. I had never sat down with Ultimates 3. I had oh. never sat down with Ultimatum. Oh, so I went really back good. and I did the whole thing just for just for this return to my ultimate year. And I gotta tell you. It was kind of worth it. <laughs> like, it was, <laughs> yeah. was kind of worth it to have experienced it. Um, I, I actually, uh, let me start here. Conceptually, I love Ultimatum. Conceptually, I love what mm-hmm. this does for the Marvel Ultimate Universe. I love the idea. When you're reading through it, again, all the way through, like we had been, and like you and Charlotte are now, it needs this. The Ultimate Universe needs a cleansing fire and a revamp, mm-hmm. well, yeah, and the chance to actually do something new. So conceptually, yeah. I love it. The execution? <laughs> the execution is not a good You mean the, the many executions that we witnessed? The many executions, absolutely, <laughs> like, like, and we'll get to it. But it's also like, for one comment, for one full issue in 19 pages, I was like, ultimatum's not bad. 
I was like, Ultimatum's reputation (laughs) is much worse than it deserves to be. And then you hit page 20 in in issue two, and suddenly it's like, oh, okay, right. This is this is what we're dealing with. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's tainted by the uh, the fact that I have read this before, so I know the 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 arc of the whole thing. But Mm -hmm. no, even from the beginning, I was like five pages in and it was just like well this is insane and dumb and, uh, all right well let, let's, <laughs> let's get into it the idea of ultimatum is that magneto switches the magnetic poles this is built upon because magneto's kids were killed by oh boy you read this more recently dave in ultimates three they were like so the the by... big reveal is they're basically they're assassinated by Ultron bullets, yeah, you know, which right. which turn yeah, out yeah. to be sort of yellow jacket oh, but Doom, it's all yeah. orchestrated yeah, yeah. by Doctor Doom. Right. And yeah. his plot here, which kind of comes through an ultimatum, is mm-hmm. like, oh, I did this so Magneto would lose it, and then once he lost it and got killed, the rest of the world would be left for Doom. That's mm-hmm. the general plot. Although the Ultimate Universe continues its incredible undefeated record in writing just the worst Doctor Doom. Like, it does a horrible, oh, yeah. horrible terrible, job at Doctor Terrible, terrible. terrible. Uh, or I should mean, I say Doctor Dam, I guess? This is the, the worst version of most of these characters. Uh, the, the... Oh, untrue. Untrue. Blob okay. here? Love this for Blob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. So, th- th- yeah, and then he did, Doctor Doom does not expect that Magneto will take it quite so far as to, like, reverse the magnetic poles, just absolutely destroying New York City in a heartbeat, which is... Truly in a heartbeat. The immediate, like... like bad part about this the first bad thing about this is issue number one you get like a little scene of all our heroes like off doing whatever they're doing around new york city and then two pages later like the next page is like oh what's that in the distance is it a storm flip the page again new york city is under 60 feet of water and it's dead everyone's dead mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's no build-up there's no tension built it is just like uh Ah, beans. <laughs> we killed the whole city. Like, it's done. And we're already in the aftermath, right? Like, there is no... It, it's interesting. Marvel's about to do this Dark Ages thing with... Uh... That actually seems very similar in tone. It's like it's going to be some, like, huge natural disaster sweeping over, I don't yeah. know, the world or New York City or, or what. Um, mm-hmm. And I just... I, I can't um, help... I, I, I'm sure that they will <laughs> lay more groundwork than, like... On one page, everything is fine. By the time you get to two pages, the world will be in absolute destruction, and there'll be no real buildup. It's um, it's too fast, and it's bad plotting, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of representative of catastrophes happen too fast. If you had time to prepare for it, for example, with something like, I don't know, ecological disaster impending in 40 years, and you could, I don't know, do something about it, <laughs> it would be a different story. But in, in Ultimatum, the whole point is like, it happens so fast that no one can do anything, and that is it sets the vibe and the tenor for the whole series, which is so many characters that you think are untouchable are not going to make it out of this. And right, I think well, that general well, concept actually yeah. works really well because it's so it's it's so different than six one six. 616, mm-hmm. if this happens in 616 and Namor unleashes the wave, you're like, oh, I wonder how all these characters are coming back. I wonder when they're going to get the Infinity Stones and bring them back. I wonder when they're going to resurrect all these characters. When it happens in the Ultimate Universe, and the way that, I guess, because we kind of know how it plays out, like, I have to imagine if you're reading this in the moment, you're reading Ultimate number one, number two, being like, oh, but they're not really dead. But they're not really dead. And then as you kept going, being like, what is happening? Like, it would have just been, I don't know, like, kind of mind-boggling. Charlotte, what do you, what do you think about that? that I also feel like of because of how fast it is, you 
there's no time to to linger on anyone's death and so by the end to me i don't feel like anyone has truly died even though like it's not the 616 thing or of um i don't think they're gonna bring them back specifically but i i don't actually feel them having died they they just feel like random um the we don't spend enough time on the specific we know that um a disaster has happened that many people have died we don't see it happen exactly we uh, we have so people many talk about like people they've screen. lost <laughs> but yeah we we don't see nightcrawler die we don't see most of the x-men die we don't see and uh Daredevil, i don't think uh, in all of ultimatum yeah. we don't see anyone die of the actual wave i don't think mm-hmm. we only see I that think you in see Spider-Man. like nightcrawler's body floating maybe or yeah. out there dazzler or something like that yeah yeah it's, yeah, that, I mean, it's a wild approach that they're like this wave came and then you're like, oh, okay, that seemed really fast. Like they're probably all swimming at the top of it, and then yeah. they come. And then in the next page, it's like, yeah, we just lost four X Men. I, I can and, hear what you're saying in in a in a the, like theoretically, that is an interesting choice to be like so blunt about it and so unflinchingly, you know, like straightforward about like this was such a catastrophe that everyone was just wiped out, and you're not having time to mourn, etc. That does not come through whatsoever because oh, Jeff Loeb is also just like he is I, I am not the big like stickler for like well this all needs to matter for continuity this is not the same character as before he's literally just wiping all that away and just being like oh yeah these character dynamics are just whatever I'm writing in the moment like oh see I disagree yeah. I disagree I think I think the thing mi- people misinterpret about what Jeff Loeb is doing here is so you have Jeff Loeb writing we have David Finch on art we have Danny Mickey inks. We have Stephen Virchow uh, in colors, okay? And I think historically, everyone blames Jeff Loeb for Ultimates 3 and Ultimatum for being, like, what are now considered critically some of the worst comics of all time. Like, absolutely, mm-hmm. if you Google worst comics of all time, you're going to find oh, Ultimatum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you'll sure, find yeah. Ultimates 3, right? And Jeff Loeb gets the, the blunt of the blame for this because he's writing these. But I think what people misinterpret is this idea that Loeb was writing horrible comics like as some sort of fu to everyone, you know, essentially, or just sort of this bitter rage, as opposed to what I think he's really doing, and what's really coming through to me is he's just trying to do Mark Miller. Jeff Loeb sure. is just oh, trying I mean, to I don't, amp I... up Mark Miller. This is yeah, Mark yeah. Miller's Ultimate Universe. This is totally, the totally. this is the DNA that the Ultimate Universe started with, taken to its horrible conclusion in many <laughs> yeah. many ways. Yeah, he's, he's just not good poor. at it. He's yeah, just yeah, not good at doing Mark Miller. Yeah. yeah, Charlotte, did you have something? No, that, that's an that's interesting. Th- I guess like <laughs> it's interesting to imagine what the the same events with the same general ideas would have been with with Mark Miller uh, writing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though I have my problems with uh, with a lot of um, Mark Miller comics, I do feel like it, it would have probably made for a far better comic. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think well, you know, it, it is also strange. We've been trashing Jeff Loeb on the show for I mean, like, trashing while also kind of having fun. Right? Yeah. Because, like, they are breezy. They are full of, like, huge ideas. They're silly stupid sometimes, you know? Like, you... you they're, they're not a slog to get through, and they're not boring. Right? I can definitely say that about them. Um, so we, we have been kind of negative on him overall, but, like, he's a guy who's written some good comics. Right? Like, the Batman Long Halloween and Superman for All Seasons. Right? Like, he's done some really good DC work. I don't know uh, if he has, like, any Marvel work that's, that's lauded. But, I mean, Daredevil uh, Yellow... Um, Spider-Man right, Blue, okay. that whole yeah. series is pretty, I would say, still generally enjoyed by people. Um, I, I think the thing with Loeb is he's not a Mark Miller kind of writer. Like, when you look at the work of his, that has worked. 
historically, it's finding the heart of characters like a Superman or like a Spider-Man um, or in Batman The Long Halloween or Hush, right? It's the big sort of rogues gallery villain spectacle. Um, he doesn't do shock value. So I think what you're seeing here in the mid-2000s is somebody looking at Ultimate and seeing, hey, what was so big and popular about this? Oh, it was the Hulk threatening to eat people. Oh, it was these huge casualty totals in yep. massive incidents. Let's just amplify all of that. Let's take, and it's somebody taking all of those Mark, where Mark Miller has enough self awareness and enough of a sense of humor to kind of know what he's doing, and kind of even as he's the the edgy teenager kind of thing, he kind of mm-hmm. knows where the limits are. I think sometimes, at least in the Ultimate Universe stuff, maybe less yeah. so in his you know creator own like Kick Ass or whatever. But it, it's somebody seeing all that and then being like, oh well, he killed three hundred people on a whim in New York City. Let's flood the entire town, right? And somebody just going bananas with it. And I think Loeb is just like, he's in a place here where he's trying to do that. He doesn't get it. <laughs> it comes across horribly. And then the com and, and also, so it all comes across horribly. I mean, I think just to back it up, like the big reveal in issue one is that like, oh, who caused this? And it's like, oh, was it Dr. Doom? Was it Namor is the obvious suspect? And then it's like, no, okay, it was Magneto, which is also what the ultimate universe has been building to from day yeah, one. Yeah, him being right? the big bad. Yeah, He's the big bad, right? Mutants yeah. are the big threat. The, the two things, the two core things that matter in the ultimate universe from point A to ultimatum are the super soldier program and fear of mutants, right? Those two tent poles sort of color everything. They color all the interactions that the ultimates have, that the mutants have, that Spider-Man has, etc. right? That stuff comes up a lot. So all those things actually get baked into ultimatum. It's weirdly representative of what the ultimate universe has been. Um, but then as the flood happens and all these characters die, and then as we try to get make our way to Magneto and the violence and sort of the executions, like you said, just ramp up and just become clearly like the like we're just going for shock value, but it's it can't be shocking anymore because we're all numb. After, the, after, like you said, people just, we have yeah. a list of all these characters, and it just doesn't work. Um, and it's just not a good comic. And there's all sorts of things where it's just like, it's badly paced, it's badly laid out. David Finch doesn't get enough criticism for being a part of this <laughs> festivity of horrors as well. Uh, yeah. I I will defend David Finch here. I actually think he's quite good. You loved those, you and... loved those bazooms on Carol Danvers? Oh you were like, yeah, uh, let that, me yeah, defend. No, that no, that is <laughs> okay, something. Yes, no, way... <laughs> when she walks into the room, I laughed harder than I've laughed oh, at a comic in a long time. The way he draws women uh, is... I won't specifically but... mention how he draws Hela, which, um, mm-hmm. when seeing Big. that, I thought oh. of Tarot, oh. Witch of the Black Rose. I thought of Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose, too. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> it was it's straight from that, like very, very tarot. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Kate Blanchett so, yeah, missed that, out. That's not the part. Kate Blanchett missed out on a costume. <laughs> but I think these yeah. are generally pretty good-looking comics, and I think for that like heightened shock value stuff, I think he draws pretty, <laughs> pretty graphically shocking images. They're I, they totally don't work here in the story. You know, like they're totally oh, yeah. dissonant with like it, it, they're not earned whatsoever, right? But that. Turn that page turn of Blob eating Jan, Janet Van Dyne is very shocking, right? Like, That's it works the, really well. Just to be clear, that is issue two, page 20. That is when <laughs> the comic makes the hard turn into yeah. shock, gore, horror. I, I think it's called Vore, if I'm not mistaken. Vore, yeah. Ooh, there <laughs> are some Vore moments in here. <laughs> some Vore yeah. moments. and But that's the thing. Again, it's like, I think with an ultimatum itself, if you take it as a standalone miniseries, which it is, which, you know, you can treat it yeah. that way as an event, um, 
very little makes sense and everything is too fast and it's crazy when you mm-hmm. take it as the culmination of the ultimate universe all of this stuff is there they talk about mm. eating people all the time magneto's <laughs> magneto <laughs> talks about it early he's like oh i remember the last time i had human flesh and it's like yeah. what when magneto why it do you feel to me like uh, jeff Loeb writing an accidental parody of the what has come previously yeah and less yeah. like um, a conclusion to it yeah, yeah. It, I mean, the the thing is, like that, like Blob moment has nothing to do with anything. Blob no. is just like right, just, right. All of a sudden, Blob is now a feral creature eating the the wasp. The, the, that the Blob that we saw before. Blob. Like, why is he even there? Right. right. It's like no, there's, there's he's no, not no in stuff. the scene. There's nothing. He's not to in the it. story. <laughs> right. Like, and the Blob that we've known before is the guy who like catfishes Hank. Um, well, I've always said catfishing is a straight road to cannibalism. <laughs> I've always <laughs> yeah. held that belief. Yeah, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, he catfishes <laughs> the beast. He uh, he he's Liz Allen's dad. <laughs> in this, oh right, right. So don't yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot like, that. Yeah, and, and you know, like cares for his daughter, right? So this oh like God. him yeah. turning into a cannibal is is just very silly. Um, and then yeah, I mean, it's just that like it, he's trying. I think you're totally spot on he's trying to do mark miller and he doesn't know how to do it and so yeah. it like is the worst version of mark miller you yeah know. um yeah yeah that, that's a very good and it's also like i appreciate i appreciate the idea of having the big final events focused around magneto who has been the, the main threat of the ultimate mm-hmm. universe since day one but there's so much to focus on like dormammu for some reason on hella on <laughs> yeah. random n- new or threads that have been in like one or two issues and ha- that have nothing to do here except to like go further in the destruction go further in the cataclysm yeah it's completely unfocused in a way that's yeah that, that's what uh that's why it doesn't feel real it doesn't feel like there's one clear story here whether it I mean, be with the we'll, the heroes or the one clear threat that's to- I mean, that's totally right, too, because, like, this is weirdly, it's, it's rushed. It's really, really rushed yeah. through all of this. And part of that is that, like, you have all these weird little asides that have nothing to do with the main threat, right? And so it's just, like, Magneto gets the last issue, but, like, it's not, like, it, you have all these other, like, Dormammu comes out of nowhere. And that is, you know, that's, like, off in the side story of Ultimate Spider-Man going on. I was going to say, we'll- some of this is some of this is tie-in-based, and some of that is... That's that's very much how events play out in this era, right? Yep. Is the events themselves yeah. are often missing pieces because you had to have read the tie-ins, right? And I think with all and and I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, if you read the tie-ins to Ultimatum, you'll see the masterpiece. <laughs> I mean, you but, get, you get why Dormammu is there, but at yes. the same time, it's still like, why are we wasting time in Ultimatum on that when you? are yeah. not fleshing out <clears throat> it's just another so thing that's thin. happening and it's distracting yeah. i i do fully agree with that it does yeah. also lead i mean you know one thing that so if you were reading through the ultimate universe as a kid or as a teenager or whatever in the 2000s and you were uh-huh. really enjoying this and you were like which i, I love this this, this was yeah. me yeah right and you're like ultimate spider-man this is my jam ultimate x-men you're still enjoying all of that mm-hmm that's where I totally get and empathize with the reaction of, like, what a slap in the face. Like, what an absolute brick to the face to have this entire thing destroyed so so cynically and so savagely, right? That I get. But as somebody who's ready for it to blow up and to become something interesting and different, mm-hmm. which I think it yeah. is not at this point, to look, take a look at the characters that actually get wiped out, right? When Dormammu 
squeezes Doctor he- Doctor Strange's head like a grape, <laughs> which is a very upsetting. It. Like that that image yeah. is really gross is. and jarring, right? Like it that, is. that's what I'm saying. I, I think Finch, uh, Finch or Fish, well, Finch can he, do those those images. Doctor Strange things... is meaningless, right? So is Daredevil universe. too, right? Like so Daredevil, Daredevil. Just when he gets wiped off later. off panel, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. in this universe, yeah, he's not yeah, doing Emma Frost, right? Nightcrawler sucked. I actually like Emma here. But actually, oh, like, that's, yeah. there's a weird thing where Nightcrawler and Dallas are just hanging out at the beginning of this, though. And it's like, he abducted her, like, two months ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Like, no, that's yeah. weird, too. That's that's the weird kind of uh, Jeff Loeb ignoring. Like, he ignores stuff, but then also at the same time, like, Hawkeye is being, like, talking to Janet Van Dyne and being like, didn't he spray you with bug spray? Like, so he is aware <laughs> Of yeah. These, uh, yeah, some of yeah. some of uh, and it's not just Jeff Loeb because that happens in some other comics we read today. Some of it felt like um, trying to bring six one six here, like kind of mm-hmm. similar to what was happening in um, Ultimate Team Up, I think, um, which were, you read uh, at the beginning of the podcast. Like the Iron Man that shows up in Spider Man Requiem is, is straight from six one six. Hulk's is the same, and the way the X-Men are introduced in Ultimatum feels like they're, they're trying to make them the X-Men of 616, hanging out, uh, going to the movies together in trench coats. Like That felt like trying to take the X-Men from Claremont and doing that thing with um, those X-Men that have nothing in common. Even Doctor Strange, when he yeah. shows up, is like, that's just hardcore 616 strange. Because when, the only times we've seen that character, you know, basically, is like in Marvel Team Up when he's kind of this, like, you know, near do well, like, you know, bum, essentially. Like, it, like yeah. they don't, you know, so yes, I think Loeb is just like, he's writing a Marvel event and he's using the generally the established known versions of the characters, or in some, like, his, his take on Magneto is. Man, does Magneto love Bible quotes. <laughs> Man, yeah, he's like, if yeah. there's one thing I've learned about Magneto, the mutant terrorist in the Love ultimate he, universe yeah, loves a Bible a quote. Yeah. And it's just like, it doesn't work. It doesn't really fit with the character. Um, it, there's a lot of interpretations like that where I'm like, like his reading on any, like, I don't, I don't think anyone, I don't know. Does anyone come across well in Ultimatum? Like, does anyone, does any character come out of Ultimatum? Where you're like, oh, they had a good moment. Well, I guess, like Spider-Man Hank, does in the tie-ins, but like that's some real, yeah. real hero moments <laughs> where he bites yeah. off, bites off uh, the blob's head, and then he covers himself in Jamie Madrox's suicide bombers and <laughs> blows himself up. Um, I, I, you know, I honestly yeah. forgot that Hank Pym died until just this moment. Like I just read this, and like Hank Pym, yeah, that's I mean that is the side effect is you forget that like Hank Pym is dead. Uh, Wolverine is dead. Who who else? Did? Like at the at well, the Wolverine. X-Men. Wolverine, I would say, is somewhat memorable. That's a yeah, death they actually yeah. give time to. Yeah, that the, Magneto. The, that's true. The two the two of them. Yeah, yes, I think it feels like the <laughs> spoilers alert. And uh, you know, at the same time, like Wolverine, you kind of do feel like might be back <laughs> out of out of any of these. But like the X Men yeah. Requiem one shot, which is the kind of the like the epilogue to all this. They have all the uh, the mutants' bodies laid out who had died. And like mm-hmm. half of them, I was just like, "Oh, that's right. Oh, you're dead. So, Weird." Like, <laughs> do you guys know what happened to Storm? Because I don't think she was among the dead, but she also wasn't there during the funeral in X Men Requiem. Does Storm make it? I don't. Yeah, yeah, she makes remember. it. She, she she's does, at right? the end of the the X Men. All right. So yeah. I mean, I, I think we're <laughs> we all kind of said what we we're going to say about Ultimatum. I, I I agree, Dave. That like, um, I was at the end of this. I was pleased that this is the end of. We have read the end of Fantastic Four. We're at the end of Ultimates. We are at the mm-hmm. end of the Spider-Man series and fa- the um, 
the X-Men series. Like, all these are done now, these series. Yeah. And they're all going to get relaunched with new number ones. And some of some of them are doing, like, new creative teams. Some, like, Spider-Man are just continuing with, like, Stuart Eminem and Brian Michael Bendis. You mm-hmm. know, just kind of like a, a relaunch. Um, but I do agree where I'm just like, yeah, I, th- I think trying to, like, wipe the table clean and maybe do a refresh is a, is a smart move. Just because, like, things have been a little stale. Um, for a while. I don't know if they're going to follow through on that. I don't know if they're going to, like, rise to that occasion. Um, yeah, and, but and it, I don't know how excited I am about the specific um, plot lines they set up at the end of Ultimatum, because are you guys interested in having Quicksilver and he his team yeah. as the new bad guys? Because <laughs> no. I'm not. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that, that is yeah. the one, like, dangling thread from this and that, like, think, lingers on that is not interesting. I think this has to do with the fact that as much as I liked Magneto as the main threat, and I think it's good to have him had his own big um, status quo changing events. I'm ready for a completely new threat and a completely new focal point and new center of the, of the Ultimate Universe. I don't think it has to keep revolving around Magneto and, and Pietro and, uh, and the Brotherhood. Well, I think, that's the, I think that's one of the best decisions in Ultimatum is once the heroes finally do get to Magneto, who, by the way, is just like carrying around Thor's hammer, <laughs> like never for, for no that. reason. Okay, we have not seen that. We do not know where that comes from. <laughs> like, which was wild. Um, so, yeah. like, but like, once they get there, Wolverine tries to kill him. He's made a medal. Magneto disintegrates Wolverine. Like I said, he gets a he gets a moment. He gets an actual death of moment, yeah. but that's a bigger death. He stabs uh, as he's dying. Wolverine stabs Magneto, of course, and then as Magneto's dying, Nick Fury here brought back from the Squadron Supreme Verse where we, where JMS okay. left him. Um, Nick Fury comes and he's like, "Hey, Jean Grey, show Magneto the truth about mutants." And I would actually say this more than the gore, more than the blob visual that we see time and time again, was actually the part of the comic that upset me the most. <laughs> because what what they what Nick Fury tells Magneto is um hey mutants aren't unique humans made mutants basically yeah. we made mutants in a lab you're just a human experiment this really messes up Marvel's mutants like this so is this, this is this uh, really uh, screws with it you, you probably skipped this last la- the last batch of comics Ultimate Origins was a yeah. five issue Brian Michael Bendis thing where it revealed this but it was just as boring there like they didn't make it interesting mm-hmm. it literally was just kind of the same like here's a twist that you're gonna gasp at and it was like well why do i i, I don't know why i should care about this except that i think we did say like hmm, the implications of what this means to magneto is interesting right like yeah i did find that interesting and I, I think the literally the only thing ultimate origins did that was interesting is that showing that revelation and intercutting it with magneto proclaiming big uh, bible quotes about how mutants are a holy race and he's a messenger of god like that was to me the only interesting thing about um ultimate origins and i was semi interested of having it picked up on here but i also felt like if we're going to say that this Nick Fury has always known that and this has always been the case in the Ultimate Universe, then that means Nick Fury could have done that and stopped the threat of Magneto at any point before that. And the only right. reason why he didn't is that Ultimate Origins hadn't come out yet. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's a weird, it's a really weird look for Nick Fury because yeah. he says a few times, he's like, oh, I've been saving this ace in the hole. And it's like, Nick, <laughs> a little late. A little late yeah. on this yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but then he sh- I just, I kind of just hate what it means for mutants in this universe. On one hand, like I said at the beginning, it makes a lot of sense where everything is super soldier. 
everything in the Ultimate Universe now is Super Soldier Program. Even mutants are trying to recreate that program. It's like this, the Hulk is that, mutants are that. Okay, fine, right? That's That drives everything in the Ultimate Universe. Um, but what it means for mutants now is, like, it's not evolution. It's not, quote-unquote, natural. It's a human experiment. It basically makes them the Inhumans. It makes yeah. mutants the Inhumans, well, where it's a Kree the, experiment. The, the comic... Ultimate Origins and this does not clear up the idea. It's like Wolverine was the first, um, the first mutant. He's like mutant zero. Yeah. In Ultimate Origins, and it was mm-hmm. like what fifty years ago, sixty years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. It was very recent. Which like you you don't even need to think about it for more than two seconds before you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, how does what does that mean? Like, mm-hmm. they created a mutant, and now like, so why are they everywhere now? Is it a virus? Is it like, isn't Magneto older than him? Like, wh- like there's a million. No, he things isn't, because just... he was a teenager when uh, when Wolverine was a prisoner and experimented on. Right, but didn't he already have powers when he like broke in and broke Wolverine out? I have no idea. Right, like he broke Wolverine out and killed his own mom. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, it's not only I, I I don't think I'm as strongly opposed to it conceptually because like Ultimate Universe, you know, take some weird swings here, but like. It's dumb and it's not backed up with anything, and they don't. Yeah. Well, and it it just and it immediately breaks Magneto, like so immediately breaks him. Mm -hmm. Where then he goes from yeah, I'm cool, killing all humans to teary eyed. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've always loved them. Somebody and me, and then you know Cyclops blasts him in the head. It's just we all know I I love humans. Who loves humans more than me? Ask anyone. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like the whole thing, like you said, like everything's too fast paced. You can't feel shocked by anything. Even the end, which tries to do kind of like a, the departed sort of like the deaths aren't over yet kind of thing with Cyclops. You know, it's like you see it coming a billion miles away that Cyclops is going to get assassinated while he's giving his speech, which is supposed to be like the epilogue. And that's, that's the only death that I think actually burdened me. And because like yeah. the rest feels like just like Jeff Loeb throwing stuff out the window and just doing anything. Um, yeah. But the the Cyclops death like mutants and mutants and like attacks against mutants have always been like a parallel to real life violence against marginalized groups. And using that in the exact same way as he uses the blob eating Janet or any other crazy death in the comics felt very, very cheap to me and and sure, utilizing... Really ex- exploitative, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sure. I, I think it, it, it's weirdly, like... Like, I, I want to bring up later <clears throat> a little, like, critique of Brian Michael Bendis uh, and oh there's, like, some misogyny going yeah. on, right? I'm not pointing out all the stuff with Jeff Lowe because it's just, like, it's so blunt and everywhere. There's so many problems everywhere that it's, like, somehow... Like, it's almost unfair where it's just, like... I'm going to critique Brian Michael Bendis more because he generally is a kind of a more thoughtful guy. <laughs> Whereas, yeah. like, trying. <laughs> this is so, <laughs> yeah. so absolutely, like, bonkers and, you know, just just feels like there's such little, like, strong intention behind it that it's, like, hard for me to even get mad. Um, or, or at least nowhere to even start, right? You could just write a whole laundry list of the ways that this could be super, like, sexist and uh, that... I don't know if this was particularly racist, like... Uh, like he has been. It is. I mean, it is so. If you only have white characters, how can it be racist? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> that's well, that, that's the. He didn't. He d- couldn't assassinate uh, Black Panther. Yeah. And yeah. like about <laughs> women in Ultimatum, the main female characters are all taken off the board. Uh, like in issue one, yep. Valkyrie. Valkyrie dies. Um, Valkyrie Sue. dies in like. Thor just finds her body just laying down in front of the Statue yeah. of Liberty, and Lo- that's it. Loeb and Finch's. 
Valkyrie is a particular affront against humanity. <laughs> every every Valkyrie scene yeah. over the last uh, two series, including Ultimates three, is particularly offensive. There's and, a weird actually line offensive here is too that was like, It's just awful. She was trying to be. Uh, he was just like, "You've gotten your uh, prowess in battle has increased tenfold," and she's like, "You should see me in the bedroom." What do you mean? And I think like that's uh, every line for her. Mark Miller says she was like seventeen when she was sleeping with Hank Bing, with Hank mm-hmm. Bing, but now that yeah. she's sleeping with Thor, it's fine. Yikes! It's yeah, yeah. It's very. I mean, that's the thing where I'm just like, I can't, I'm not even thinking about that because it's just so fast yeah. and furious. There's so much going on that it's like hard for me to even think. Okay, I, I have one big question. For you, which didn't occur to me till I was like almost through this entire tie-in series, <clears throat> and when they called, someone started calling like the wave that hit New York the ultimatum wave. Uh huh. Um, where's the ultimatum in this? <laughs> like, <laughs> Magneto gives no ultimatum. He just. I was actually thinking about this. I was yeah, thinking about this. No hasn't, hasn't Magneto's ultimatum? Isn't it? See again. Isn't that kind of that thing of like that he's had one for the entire Ultimate Universe? And yeah, his ultimatum guess, has always been give mutants their proper superior place or else. You know, isn't that kind of Magneto's whole thing is like give us what we want or else. It doesn't actually occur here. He doesn't give any warning. He doesn't say anything. But he's yeah. already done it, I think, is maybe the maybe the idea. Because otherwise, you're right. There's literally no ultimatum why somebody would call it that aside from cool event branding. I have no idea. It sounds idea. like ultimate, Yeah, I think yeah. the actual reason is that there's a very limited few words that sound cool with ultimate in it. And ultimate would be one of the <laughs> yeah. only ones. Yeah, it's quite true. Yeah. All right. So it's a uh, good name for an event. Can we be clear about that? That's good true. name yeah, for sure. an event. It's sure. very memorable. Yeah. Um, I do want to agree just real quickly before we wrap it with Charlotte's point that I wish for the one thing I like about it, like I said, is it clears the board and it sets up the Ultimate Universe to totally do new things. And I think probably more than anything, yeah. it sets up like the Ultimate X Men line to be like. Charles, oh, we didn't even mention, uh, Magneto snaps Charles oh, Xavier's yeah. neck. Oh, yeah. I PT mean, dubs. Oh, it, okay. oh, don't forget that uh, Ben Grimm also crushes Dr. Doom's head in his bare hands. Like, that's another, that's yeah. another The Departed style <laughs> epilogue. Right. You think you're out, yeah. and uh, nope, by the way, we're going to take Doom off the board. So, cool. Shouts to, shouts to writing Doom so well. But, anyway, <laughs> what I wanted to agree with Charlotte on is it doesn't set stuff up to say, okay, we no. did all that, now here's where we're going. The only thing it really sets up is this weird, oh, Pietro and Wanda aren't dead and they're planning a new sort of evil brotherhood, which is not interesting. I, it, that actually does not really work. Um, it, it, again, it's like it totally clears the slate. It completely changes what X-Men comics even can be. You have no Professor X. You have no Magneto. You have no Wolverine. What are those even going to be? I find that pretty interesting, um, but it does not actually tease that stuff out it, effectively at the end of it. No. It wastes all its time with Ben Grimm going on Dr. Doom assassination plots. Like, it, it just, that's all it's interested in. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so the, 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 other, the other thing that we read here that is kind of wrapping, <clears throat> we wrapped up Spider-Man, X-Men, and Fantastic Four all finish here. Spider-Man issue 133, X-Men got 100 issues, and Fantastic Four 60, which, like, on judging how good the series are, that sounds about right, that Spider-Man would get the most, X-Men the second, yeah. and Fantastic Four lagging way behind. These Spider-Man issues, though, are inexplicable to me as the end. Like, like you can see this is wrapped up in Ultimatum, obviously. Mm-hmm. Just insane that these are the end of this huge run, and this has nothing about what Ultimate Spider-Man has been about. Like, there is so little of the, the stuff that really has worked about Ultimate Spider-Man. There's so little of, like, him and his friends and the conflicts that he has built up, right? Like, I was... 
I, I don't know. I was just exp- <laughs> like it's him fighting alongside the Hulk uh, in Doctor Doom's, you know, like fighting against Dormammu with uh, with the Hulk uh, in Doctor Doom's house or Doctor Doom's house, Doctor Strange's house. <laughs> and it, it's just I wish so it was like Doctor Doom's house. <laughs> yeah. He just had like a nice property on Greenwich. Yeah, it's so <laughs> odd to me. It's like him just like bantering with Bruce Banner while uh, you know. Like Doctor Dormammu is throwing stuff around in the background, and then that's the end of the series, right? That this is the conclusion to this like really huge beloved run is just like Spider Man was killed in a magic blast by Dormammu. Because it, <laughs> it's no, the end of no. it's the end of Bendis and Imanen's Imanen Imanen's run, but it's not the end of Bendis's run on Spider Man. No, it's not it's the not end. Even of ben- the I mean, end Bendis of Bendis's picks- run on Peter Parker. Yes, exactly. No, I mean he even Bendis comes back to pick up Ultimate Comic Spider Man yeah. number one. I don't think he uses it as an ending. Yeah, I, no, I don't it's think not. It's just you know, it's not. like it's a very strange. I, I, I think it, it I also think just these issues boring, work so. fine as a tie-in to an event. I don't think yeah. they work as an ending, but I, I also don't see them as an ending beyond the the change in numbers uh, for yeah, the issues. Yeah, you're, you're you'll, right. you'll get an ending. You'll get a proper ending. Like when I, Venice which knows I, he's which writing I have the ending, read. I actually think it's some of his better work. Which I've read, and I do quite like. You know, the actual kind of end to his run. Here, and I, I kind of was expecting something like that. Actually, I kind of thought that this was the ultimate end of Bendis' Spider-Man thing. I and I was like, expect- this. I was expecting I, it for the whole time, wondering what it was Isn't the bigger development here that um, J. Jonah Jameson sees who Spider-Man is, that he's Peter Parker, you know, and that he internalizes that information then or does that does come he later? no he doesn't he know he doesn't know peter is spider see spider-man yeah. but he does come to see spider-man as a hero by se- yeah. seeing him save people in the that's in the what wave. it is that's what i'm thinking yeah. of yeah and no but he this... it's, it's the it's the reflection of jjj that's like yeah. <laughs> that's like the meaningful change but that that only matters if you're going to continue the series right that's not ending yeah. kind of conversation yeah it is i like that idea um I think the comic really thinks that this is going to land emotionally for me, these long monologues from J. Jonah Jameson, and there's nothing about it that does. Like, I don't connect emotionally to J. Jonah Jameson explaining why he was so dead set against Spider-Man, because there's nothing really there, you know? Like, it's hard, it's just that he's like, yeah, I was just angry and bitter, and I didn't want to believe it, and, like, he kind of just says that for a long time and there's uh, i don't know like this doesn't feel no, like a, a touching I, think I don't know about that jjj is mostly in it for for the money like it brings him yeah. more money to talk trash about spider-man than publish stories of him as a hero yeah so i That's like where's the it? emotional arc that like i can i am invested in him being like uh i was wrong like i, I don't think know it's pretty like, i think it's pretty relatable and relevant to see someone who is extremely angry and bitter profiting off of that to actually have a moment of reconciliation I think that is something that potentially resonates to act because we don't I mean, one thing the ultimate universe gets to do is it gets to explore characters reacting in different ways than they would ever in 616 Mm -hmm. and seeing JJJ actually have a moment of reconciliation being like, oh, Spider-Man's actually a hero. I actually find that pretty interesting. I'll be honest. Um, Maybe that's just because I have a longstanding fandom with Spider-Man. You know, I'm not like I'm not relating to JJJ in the sense of like, yeah, I can see myself in his shoes, but I relate to the idea of the character as it's interesting to see the idea, at least, of someone who has totally built their life off of rage and hate coming around to another way. I, I don't think that's uninteresting or irrelevant, I guess. I, conceptually, yeah. The, I guess it's just it's Bendis' writing here uh, didn't make me feel anything. I like I didn't. I was just like... Yeah, I, I guess, you know, maybe that's just a, a totally, you know, like, subjective experience, but uh, let's 
just like I did not feel like it, he gives a lot of time here to J. Jonah Jameson writing this like, you know, um, trying to like redeem Spider-Man in his reader's eyes. And then it turns into like he's writing the um, oh, my God, what's the uh, the <clears throat> obituary for yeah. Spider-Man? And uh, and I, I, like he just it, it's pages and pages like it's an entire issue. And like I the whole time I was just kind of like. This is a, I don't know, this is like a common comic book thing where you have somebody writing about a superhero and the whole book just kind of feels like they're being like, Superman, he's the best among us. He's He's got the biggest heart and the strongest will, you know, and it's like a, a weird, like, uh, like, be, is it beatification? How do you say that word? Sure. Sainting? Yeah, beatification. Uh, of, uh, I, I think that's, I think that's a pretty, I mean, you're talking about it not feeling like an ending. I mean, I think someone literally writing a tribute, obit is an ending. <laughs> yeah, that is an yeah, ending I guess, I guess to so. this Just, uh, this version of Spider-Man. I mean, I think that's... I don't know. It, it's a bit tropey. Ending. Definitely you see it yeah. with Spider-Man. You know, yes. I mean, you can... With Ben Urich on Daredevil, you know, you can picture sort of characters where this style has been used. Um, I don't hate it. I think because of where JJJ has come from and the fact that this is a total reversal of course, I remember quite liking that, honestly, um, when I read it the first time, that that is a change that is different than what we see in 616. And uh, I'm not against tropey, cliched, hey, remember why Spider-Man's awesome? Sometimes that works. <laughs> Sometimes that helps. Sometimes you forget. Yeah. Sometimes but, you're reading it and you're caught up I'm in the day-to-day sure. -day and it's like, why do I like this in the first place? I also place? Why do I feel like it's, it, would, it would work better for me if it wasn't used as... Um, as a reason to have two issues of uh, one flashback of Spider-Man saving MJ and Tony and another one of him talking to the Hulk for for uh, for a whole issue it f it feels like the JJJ writing the obituary is a reason to flashback to stories that uh, many hasn't told yet rather than the actual focus of the comic at least for the Spider-Man Requiem yeah 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 i mean and, and like it's not like those are uninteresting little stories. I actually liked both of those. Okay, right? Like, I like yeah. the, the the Hydra showing up in Iron Man's office. I like the, the banter between Iron Man and Spider-Man, and the Spider-Man seeing the Hulk. Uh, that felt like core Bendis Ultimate Spider-Man stuff. It's just the, the rapping didn't really work for me. And I'm not, like, opposed to a tropey, you know, tribute issue. Um, it just needs to actually, you know, I, I just don't think the writing... Uh, propped it up enough for me to, to really enjoy it. But, you know, like, not not a disaster, right? Like, probably these two, this, the Requiem issues are probably the best here that we read, I would say. Like, they're, I think, the best comics, like, the best constructed comics of the bunch. I have to say, I don't think there's a bad piece of art that we, in any of the comics that we looked at today. I don't know if, like, you not guys even felt like... Do you, want me to, do you want me to send you that Carol Danvers shot, or no? Yeah. <laughs> did you, did you skip over it again? I'm standing by David Finch here. I think it's pretty oh. good. David Finch is a fine <laughs> artist who has had a, a long successful career in comics um but yeah. the way he hypersexualizes a character who has not looked like that in the ultimate universe deserves criticism i think too sure. there's a lot of yeah. you know you can say like oh that's effective gore or whatever but it's also pretty gross well <laughs> like, i mean he, you know, a lot of what he, he's i'm sure he was told this is what he has to write you know no, what i know he has to draw, it's, it's like, part and parcel but it's also yeah. like i don't I don't think David Finch's ultimatum is like. To me, there's something similar like with Finch as like what we talked about with um, with Greg Land and the the artist on uh, Ultimate Fantastic Four slash X Men, which right. is that yeah. uh, I like he, his monsters and his catastrophes and all that. His human beings, I don't like. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I can see that. Like, I, I definitely. He also draws I, I, Iron I know Man what you're exactly about. the same way here as he's been doing in New Avengers coming out yeah. this time, which is kind of annoying, frankly, because Ultimate 
Iron Man is different. Um, so I, I think there's some stuff here that definitely does not work as well as you're describing. I mean, I think Mark Brooks on Ultimate X Men is very good. Um, mm-hmm. I think like I think you're right yeah. to say the Requiem issues are the best because they actually take a moment to catch your breath and say, "Hey, what just happened here? How are we actually reacting to that?" Like that is. That is the potential of Ultimatum fulfilled in some ways. Yep. Is saying, okay, now what do the X Men look like? What do Kitty and Jean and whoever's left actually think and say about what the heck just happened? And that shot of, I don't know, it's not like hit me in the gut with emotion, but the shot of just all the bodies piled up is like, holy crap! Like this is. This See, is I, I'm so I, I'm so, at that point. I'm so like just t- not even taking this seriously at all. That like. I'm thinking that about it, in terms of what that means for like, what the stories are going to be. It makes me not couple, what the emotional like, impact is. Yeah, the emotional like, impact is out the window the second that wave hits and everyone's gone yeah. in a second. It's not emotional, but it is narratively interesting. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, someone else can make that narratively interesting. I guess the potential. Yeah, no, that's is what I'm there, interested in. But, right. Okay. Is yeah, the potential yeah. okay? Um, yeah, I really do love. I just want to point out the uh, the artist on Ultimate X Men Requiem is Ben Oliver. Love that stuff. We've seen. Oh, him I'm, on... I've said Mark Brooks. I meant Ben Oliver. You're right. He's uh, well. No, I think Mark Brooks is on. Yeah, Ultimate Mark Brooks is on X-Men. Ultimate X Men. Ultimate X Men uh... Requiem is Ben Oliver. Yeah. And Ben Oliver's been on a lot of. Uh, He's um, with Kirkman for Kirk, a minute. Before Kirkman's this. run, and I really like that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I really like his stuff and Kirk. That, that Kirkman runs pretty good. The Kirkman Ultimate X Men was uh, was an enjoyable read in the March to Ultimatum. I went back yeah. and did some did, of that. Did you and, did you wrap yeah. up the Apocalypse stuff? <laughs> I liked it. I, I it's okay, Kirkman, right? Like I think Kirkman's like, Ultimate X Men is my favorite Ultimate X Men run. Actually, oh yeah, by yeah. a mile. Like yeah. I mean Mark Mark Miller's and eh, maybe not a mile. Mark Miller's like a little close to it, or you know, right behind it for me. But like I'd go Kirkman Miller and then Vaughn no Bendis. Vaughn, um, Vaughn, no Vaughn's it's a drop. Dead. Vaughn's dead last. That's no, oh, the, the last is Colette for me. Is, oh, is, yeah, yeah, this guy, Aaron Colette. Like the, yeah. the very last oh, writer the new, that's the new one. these ones. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny getting <laughs> to it's funny getting to a creator in 2008 who I'm like, I've never heard of this person. Like, I, I, I think he's a TV guy. Sure. Really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Anyway, um, anything else is there to talk about uh, with, with the <laughs> the end of this kind of era? I, I do feel like, you know, we are, we are ending the, the first of two chapters of the the ultimate universe right like from now on it's going to be a lot smaller series nothing really goes above like 25 issues 30 Mm -hmm. issues you get a ton of like here's you know six issues of the avengers versus the new ultimates here's four issues of thor who is dead i'm guessing uh here's four issues of captain america here's a doom miniseries like lots of little miniseries spider-man and uh ultimates and x-men are the only ones who get like a long running thing the fantastic four does not (laughs) Thank God does not get their own yeah. running series again throughout it. So uh, yeah, it's interesting to see you know the, the way that this is going to play out. Um, I'm definitely definitely uh, excited to see see because after this, there's, there's I read Spider Man after this. Like I got up just to the beginning of the Miles Morales era when I read this initially, and that's where I, I stopped. Um, so most of this is going to be brand new for me. So. I do I do like you know kind of in summation. I obviously I like the concept. I like the general gamble too. Because it is it is risky to mm-hmm. take Wolverine out of your X-Men comics. It is risky to take yeah. Professor X and Magneto out of your X-Men universe, right? And to have a story where you're like, yeah, I guess it's Kitty Pride and a bunch of mutants running around away from Sentinels now. That's actually a risk. Are those comics good? Right? Time will tell, and, and you'll all discuss them. But it's like... I like the risk there. Mm-hmm. It's inter- And I think especially where the Ultimate Universe is at right now, which is 
sales aren't what they were in the early 2000s. We're seven, eight years into this. And now you're having all the same problems that 616 has. The freshness is dead, right? So with Ultimatum, you say, all right, screw it. We'll just do this horrible thing. (laughs) We'll do one horrible thing, have one terrible night, and then we'll come out and we'll have a chance to like do miniseries and try different things. And I think that's where the most interesting ideas at least can potentially come from. Um, and obviously I won't, you know, this isn't spoilery to say, but things like Miles Morales, you know, new characters and stuff like that, yeah. where you can actually get interesting with the Ultimate Universe again, which I don't think it has been. Like, but like from 2003 to 2008, what are the Ultimate Universe ideas that are good enough to make it to 616? Good I think most that, of what yeah. you see is after this point. <clears throat> Those ideas start mm. to a good, color good, and, and that sticks too. That or not that sticks, that works, right? Because like I actually think lately we've been running, reading a bunch of like huge, wild swings that I appreciate. Most of which that are just kind of done really poorly and don't work. Like, like what? Collect- like to have some examples. Um, uh, the banshee drug thing. In, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. X-Men. I like that idea. You know, like I like the idea of them all being like drug addicts. That like some of them, some of the mainline mutants. The only way they actually maintain their powers is this this drug. That's See, but that's also pretty reflective of a Bendis concept from two thousand two. Oh yeah, Charlotte talked hormone. about this, right? And I didn't I didn't have any concept of that. So, mm-hmm. um, what about Alpha Flight? Sasquatch being <laughs> raised in that was that was their best idea was making Alpha Flight very irrelevant. I did appreciate yeah. that. Uh, or yeah. turning Angel into a genuine like a, a full on eagle man. That was pretty cool. Right? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. liked that. Um, yeah, I mean, actually, Jeff Loeb, right, during the Ultimates run, he did some, like, big, wild things in Ultimates Volume 3, you know, that, like, in the hands of a better, more serious writer, maybe there's some merit to it, right? Like, if you, uh, if you can, you know, it's like that thing with Mark Miller. Hey, that could be a fun idea. You're just not, like, either you're not taking it seriously or you can't, like, or can't take it seriously enough Mm -hmm. for me to, like, uh interested in it right yeah. and with mark miller that can be fun sometimes because it's fun little winks instead of like huge plot things but sometimes it's just frustrating because you're like well that sounds neat just you have to explore it though right you can't just say it and then move on um oh he can and he will he yeah. can and he will all right do you guys <laughs> oh, have other, i mean i, I guys know you other... like the same thing uh professor x wolverine claws fighting a uh, velociraptor in the jungle right like that was great that was fun, fun actually yeah. yeah that was some <laughs> yeah, that was some wild good. crazy energy yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That's uh, that's all I wanted to end on. Um, all right. Well, well hang on, hang everyone. on. Before we before we end it, wow, I do want to look at this guest rank- is really. <laughs> well, I just I need your help. I, I primarily I need Charlotte's help. Zach, you can go get a sandwich or something. Um, I'm going to rank Ultimates three and Ultimatum on hmm. the worst comics of all time. I'm going to do this okay. live. I haven't okay. done it before, and I'm curious what you all think. Obviously, we haven't read literally all the same things. I mean, I think. Ultimatum and Ultimates Three are both substantially better than Marvel, right? No, nothing yeah, here is supplanting yeah. Marvel. Um, yeah. Well, you Secret know, Wars. You know thing Secret Jeff Wars Two is. I, I was thinking this. I should point this out. The thing with Jeff Loeb, he's very readable because you look at a page and it's like there's six text boxes there, and each one is going to have like four to eight words in it. Right? It's the like, advantage of someone phoning it in is they're not wasting their time writing a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it is not, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's not some of those Mike Carey Fantastic Four issues, which are like very text heavy yeah. and then just boring, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah, but go on. Then I have a question for you, Dave, because uh-huh. where are you ranking Ultimatum and uh, Ultimate 3 in relation to each other? Oh, so, so to first, me, yeah. I 
Weirdly, I think I preferred Ultimate 3 to... Um, no, I think I preferred Ultimatum to Ultimate oh. 3. Same. Ooh, weirdly. Oh, Same. really? That's, that's fucked I, I thought Ultimatum was actually better yeah. than Ultimate 3. Um, and, you know, I use those terms liberally. But, like, I, I agree. I think Ultimatum is better. Um, I think they're both better than Secret Wars 2. Would you? Would anyone rather read <laughs> Secret Wars 2 um, again? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's not even... It's hard to say better <laughs> right but it is yeah it's no it's not like, when you're making a list it's, Zach, it's not sure. hard to say I, I can read these five ultimatum comics in 15 minutes versus no no secret no but wars you gotta you gotta two. take secret wars 2 and condense it to the 15 minute experience right you have to you have to imagine how these things compare on a on an equitable time scale i i don't know i mean that that's like at least like, in ultimatum i'm Slightly excited about about what might come next. At the mm-hmm. end of Ultimate of Secrets um, of Secret Wars Two, I'm just exhausted and I just yeah. don't want to read <laughs> yeah, Marvel right. comics anymore. I'm with her. What about yeah. Trouble? Um, Oof, Trouble might Trouble's just boring. So like, Trouble gets knocked down just for being dull. Like I would yeah. say, Ultimates Three and Ultimatum are both a lot more interesting. Yeah. Than sure. Trouble. Oh, totally. Yeah. Trou- Ultimately, Trouble's, Trouble's a lot of nothing. Um, yeah. and now we're up, and now we're up into stuff that's pretty. John Byrne Alpha Flight, I have really low here. Um, what's better? Is Ultimatum better say, than John, John Byrne Alpha, Alpha Flight? John Alpha Flight is better than these. <laughs> okay, okay. So Charlotte says John Byrne Alpha Flight is better. I'll, yeah. I'll accept that. Um, and then we're, and then we're pretty much out of. I've got Fallen Angels. Zach, you've read Fallen Angels. You know what? Charlotte, I just read, you've read I, Fallen can Angels. I just probably. Say, yeah, I, I read I, both. I, uh, both I just Fallen reread Angels Fallen Angels. It is fine. You're at, I, this. It's a. It's not a great comic. I wouldn't even say it's like good, but it is a perfectly acceptable comic. That is fine that it got canceled, but I, I just reread it because I'm jumping back into the Don of mm-hmm. X stuff and like this axe you're guiding against it is very odd to me because it's like okay. It's so okay. got a quote here from Zach says I'm a fan of the eighth worst comic of all time. Just write <laughs> that's that ins- that's an insane thing to say that it is the eighth worst it is comic. Not. Of- it is yeah, true. I don't that think it's the eight worst comics good. of all time. I think it's one of the most boring and uninteresting Marvel comics I've read. Th- that's most Marvel comics. Like, if you just like do the little roulette feature on Marvel Unlimited, exactly. like eighty no percent of what you uh, you click on is going to be just as like boring and average as Fallen Angels. No, it's no, totally it's yeah, but they don't all feel as regressive as Fallen Angels. Thank I think. you. I mean, I haven't read X Men before. <laughs> Past 1992. I mean, I don't know what I'm talking so, about, but let me continue <laughs> adamantly declare. I, well, I mean, yeah, I guess if, if you're putting it in context of like it, you know, uh, drags characters back into uh, yes, that would be relevant state. context. Okay, well, no one, no one cares about that stuff when you're talking mm. about superhero comics. That's true. No one cares about context. That's fair. Yeah, no one cares about <laughs> continuity in superhero comics except for you. So. Okay, so I will, I will finish ranking these. But the important thing to note is, it's gonna. Both of these are gonna go on better than. One, two, three, four, five, six, the seven worst comics of all time. Um, yeah. Oh, I didn't mention Dazzler the movie, but I, I have... Ooh, Zach, would uh, you defend Dazzler the, the movie over either of these? Oh, um, no. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, they're, they're both pretty... Like, That's actually kind of tough. It is, because, you know, like, I because I, I do think Dazzler the movie is competently put together and looks nice. But, like, well, it's so morally... To me, Dazzler the movie is more tough to read through. Yeah, it's more it's, obviously offensive. Yes. Yeah, 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 totally. But, but you know, like Ultimates and Ultimatum are also just very offensive, but they're just so like Yeah. I, I don't know. They, they, they it's don't... almost funny how much you can get away with when you're so like shameless. You wear the offensiveness on your sleeve. <laughs> yeah, 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 the totally. shamelessness. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah, that's a good 
That's a good point. Yeah, I, I don't know. That that's a strange, uh, strange thought. But yeah, that that's tough. It, it they're they're definitely in the same arena for me. I'm just I just honestly don't know if I can put Ultimates yeah. three above Fallen Angels. All right, I'm gonna have to keep thinking about it. Um, because <laughs> like I said, beyond that, we get into some weird weird stuff that's specific to me so all right thank you for your help greatly appreciated this worst comics of all time list that will never see the light of day but only comes up on podcasts occasionally will be <laughs> yeah updated. i was gonna really, you don't actually have this published anyway. yeah because i actually looked looked for it on the on cbh and was like mm. wait it's nowhere right i stopped publishing it yeah i, I yeah. capped it at the top 500 now mm-hmm uh, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Dave, for coming on the show. Uh, appreciate you. If, uh, if you're ever interested in coming back. Uh, I, w- I won't be. I just want to be clear. Um, <laughs> actually, <laughs> I was thinking about this. The stuff that would make me interested to come back again would be uh, Hickman's Ultimates. I think yeah. when you get to that point, um, that'll probably want to reread anyway. Um, maybe some of the Miles stuff, although probably you could find a better guest than me for that. And uh, and ultimate end. I would love to talk to you about ultimate end. If you let me finish my sentence, I was going to say if you uh, if you wanted to come back, look elsewhere, bub, because you're not welcome here anymore. (laughs) 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 That's why I cut you off so I can invite myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, uh, Charlotte. Thanks for... I don't have to thank you. You're the other host. Um, thank you all for listening. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash year. We have six months of bonus... Not bonus, but uh, like early access um, My Ultimate Year episodes on there, as well as access to our Slack, access to our big master spreadsheet, and uh, and more stuff than that. So head over there. Also, leave us a review on Apple Podcast. The By Divine Right does the theme song, and... <sighs> You've gotten really good at that. I, yeah, you just have to. I just remember you have to start with the name of the band. Well done. <laughs> you have to say the band first, and uh, that's gonna do it. My uh, multi multimo. Uh, you have not. You have not gotten better at this part. <laughs> multimo. <laughs> no, you. This is friends. not true. Have an ultimate ultimatum. My ultimatum mm. is rate and review this podcast on Apple or else. Or else Obvious. Dave will. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to follow up on that. It's just general. All right.